Hi everyone, I'm Tara Mont, and you're listening to the Trust and Thrive with Tara Mont podcast, where you can find a new episode released every Thrive Thursday. I am a current clinical psychology graduate student, passionate about all things to do with mental health, relationships, healing, self-reflection, and other topics that influence us in our everyday lives. I created this podcast to hopefully inspire others to live their most authentic life and to share insightful and honest conversations with everyday individuals and informed professionals. Although the show is not a replacement for therapy, I hope the conversations had can inspire you to look within, to practice self-compassion, to gain more awareness, and to trust the process of your unique journey. If you resonate with the message of Trust and Thrive, make sure to subscribe and stay tuned. You can also stay connected by following me on Instagram at Trust and Thrive. Thank you for being here. Now let's get right into this week's episode. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Trust and Thrive. I'm your host, Tara Mont, and I'm so happy to be back with a solo episode. It's been quite a while since I released a solo episode and chatted with you all, so I'm happy to be here and to give some updates in general. It was nice to take two weeks off in September. It was quite a special time. First, I want to let you know that if I sound congested, (laughs) who knows if I do on your end, but to me, I sound very congested and feel congested. I'm not sick. I don't have COVID. I've been tested many times these last few weeks. I just have the worst seasonal allergies. Um, It's just so bad once fall hit, once I came back home. Anytime I step outside right now, it's like I can't not sneeze. I get congested. It's terrible. But we're here and I'm excited to record this episode and to touch on a topic that you may resonate with. I'm sure you've heard before people telling you that you should feel a certain way that you should be happy, you should be grateful, you should, should, should. So this episode is about not shooting on yourself. Don't should on yourself. If you follow me on Trust and Thrive on Instagram, you may have seen that I got engaged this last month to my partner, my now fiance, and it was so beautiful. We're so happy and excited. And we were in Mykonos, Greece, which was like, the biggest trip we've done in like years. And it was really nice because I don't get summer off of school in my MFT program. Um, It's a three-year program and we don't get summer off or anything, but we get like a week off in between quarters. And this was like the first time since Christmas that we got two weeks off. So it was really nice to go on this trip and enjoy it. And so thankful to my fiance for making it all happen. I remember telling myself, you are going to take time off of Trust and Thrive. You are going to be present and not worry about it, not worry about the job you need to get, not worry about next quarter of school, not worry about all these little things, not worry about all the stuff I usually would worry about. And obviously I recognized by privilege that I could go to Greece and my partner made that happen. I'm very thankful. It was a big trip for sure. But I understand that that's not something a lot of people can do, like take over a week off and go do that. So I 100% am so grateful and realize the privilege that I have in that case. And at the same time, I had to tell myself, you can put the phone down, you can put your laptop away. You don't have to worry about that right now. He got engaged on a private beach. Mika knows he proposed there. It was just so beautiful and surprising. And it really, it blew me away. And 
I started to feel so many emotions at once. And I was obviously the first few days, I was mostly just happy and excited and so ready to continue my life with this man. And then over time, I started to feel a mix of emotions, nothing to do with doubt or anything. I know he's the one I want to spend my life with, but just emotions about grieving my little self. (laughs) So I was kind of doing some connecting with my inner child, in all honesty. The last day, I'd say um, we got engaged like early on, like the second or third day of our trip. And the last day, we stayed for like eight days maybe. The last night, I'd say, um, I my fiance was taking a nap and I was watching the sunset and I was journaling and kind of just connecting with myself and how I was feeling and just sitting with it because I feel like when big events like that happen, whether it is a, who knows, graduation, wedding, um, having a child, starting a new job, whatever it may be, I think it's so easy to get caught up in what other people are saying and the emotions that you feel like you should feel. Um, So for example, an engagement, you think you're only going to feel happy and excited. And I was, I was tremendously happy and excited and I still am. And it's just, I still can't believe it's real. It was a dream, honestly. And we don't talk about the other emotions that may come up because I think we set for certain life events, I put in quotes, um, we set this expectation of what you should feel, what we feel like we should feel. You should feel happy to move. You should feel happy that you graduated and you're going on to the next step. You should feel happy about your promotion. You should feel so thankful that you had a child. You should feel so excited to be married, whatever it may be. And don't take me wrong, I'm not posting about all my you know, sometimes I do, but not all the time. I'm not always posting like, oh, I also have these emotions because that's not my responsibility either or anyone's responsibility to show the whole world exactly how they're feeling 24-7. But of course, we have to recognize that, yes, we're going to see posts about having the child and being excited about taking this next step in life, about traveling, whatever it may be. And there are other emotions that may come up with that and other feelings that we are not seeing through a screen or we're not seeing even face to face when we see someone we're not seeing maybe the stress they have behind whatever it may be so i'm recording this episode to hopefully remind you you're not alone in maybe having a range of emotions mixed emotions about certain events in life so i want to talk about how i was feeling that night that i was reflecting i was just hit with so many emotions. It's also just overwhelming to go through exciting change. We often think that if it's positive change and something exciting, that it shouldn't feel overwhelming or exhausting. You should only be happy. You should, 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 should only feel this way. And that leaves, I'm sure, many individuals feeling shame around their emotions and maybe feeling alone. Because imagine someone becomes a mother they give birth and maybe they're really depressed and they're going through depression and they think, well, everyone's talking about how they're obsessed with their child or they're talking about how this is the best time of their life. That may leave other people feeling so alone or thinking, what's wrong with me that I can't feel this way? What's wrong with me that I don't love the holidays? What's wrong with me that I don't like um, Mother's Day or Father's Day or Christmas or whatever it may be. Those are just some examples because 
I hope you don't feel like you should feel a certain way because there is no one way you should feel. And for me, I was crying at one point thinking, I had many emotions, but I was first thinking about my younger self and I was grieving for her and also so happy for her. I was thinking I'll never be that young self who didn't know what I know now. I will never be my teenage self, teenage Tara. I will never be that teenage self who was waiting for a text back from some guy in class. All these parts of myself that I was grieving and letting go of, at least for me when I was younger, everyone older than myself felt so old, felt like such a different world. I remember being in kindergarten, fifth graders seemed so old. When I was in fifth grade, middle schoolers seemed so old. When I was in middle school, high schoolers seemed like they had it all figured out and so on. And I remember being in high school thinking, when I shop at Forever 21 one day and I'm 21, like I thought I would be like a 30 plus year old. Like that's what I imagined. I thought like I would have my life together. I'd be working and having my own place like at 21. And I was at home in under my undergrad. And then I thought when I get married, I'll be so much older and sophisticated and I can't imagine one day. And now I look at myself and I'm like, I still feel like a child sometimes. I look at myself and I'm like, where did that little girl go? And not in a bad way because I'm so thankful for how far I've come. I think of who I was 10 years ago, five years ago. I think of how much I've grown and how thankful I am to be where I am. And also, it, it was like closing a chapter. For me, it represented so much. I got like super deep. Um, but I was thinking that this was really closing a chapter of a specific version of myself, a specific Tara that grew up seeing a certain type of love represented at home and media who continued to find herself. And it really felt like I am stepping into a new role, into a new woman who will become a wife and who will continue to express her needs and set, you know, I hope to be mother one day, also set those expectations and model what that looks like for my children. And it put this weight, this heavy weight of like excitement and also overwhelm thinking this feels like the start of another of the next generation. It's not like I had kids right now or anything, but still it represented that to me that I'm choosing to have a life with this partner to hopefully have kids in the future. We are going to be raising our kids, the next generation. We are going to have part in that. And how do we want to move forward? And it excited me. It scared me. It <laughs> brought up so many emotions, but I cried thinking, wow, that chapter is closed and this is really a new beginning. This is a new beginning and I was so excited and overwhelmed and I was like, I remember looking at adults thinking they have it all figured out. And then in a blink of an eye, I'm an adult. <laughs> like, am I an adult? I'm 26 and sometimes I still think I'm 12. And I am where I am and life is moving forward. It was a mix of emotions, that's the thing. I, I couldn't pinpoint one emotion only because it was overwhelming. And it was hitting me because I think we were going out, doing things, having fun, um, you know, talking to loved ones, FaceTiming. And then it was the last night and it was like closing the chapter of this trip. We're engaged, we're going home and we are, we're going to continue to set those expectations for each other, work hard to communicate and be the best partners we can be. And hopefully the best parents we can be to our kids in the future. 
And then, you know, obviously in our professional lives, our own lives, but it just felt overwhelming and it was beautiful. I let it out. I think I had a lot of emotions, but like I said and expressed, that's how I was feeling and I journaled it all. And then I started to also go through this feeling of sadness because I was so happy on that trip. I was so, I was on cloud nine. It was like a euphoria. It just felt unreal that that happened. We were already having such a great trip together and then the proposal happened and then it was even, you know, more love and more excitement. And I felt this sadness thinking, I will never have this exact moment again. And that was my anxiety. I had to take a step back and notice that that was my anxiety trying to take me away from the moment thinking, okay, you will never have this moment again. And then I was like, I need to be as present as I can be, like trying so hard to to be overly present. And then I was sad thinking, oh, I don't want to lose this moment. Time is passing. And this, you know, this is the one time we will get engaged. This is such a beautiful trip that was so rare for us. And who knows when we'll ever go on a trip like this again. And I'll never feel this exact way again because this is the one time we got engaged. So many different emotions. I noticed myself starting to spiral. And I stopped myself and I said, you know what? It is totally normal and okay that you're feeling this way. I may not have said this out loud, but to myself, I was reminding myself that it's okay that you're feeling this way. This is your anxiety speaking trying to convince you that you're not going to feel this happy again. And that's not true. That is not true. And moments like this, big moments like this are not not the only things in the world that will make you happy. You don't have to wait for an engagement, a wedding, a child, a, a job promotion, an award, whatever it may be. Those are not the only things in life that will make you happy. I think sometimes you get caught up in that. We convince ourselves that that's what life is about, waiting for those events. And I continue to tell myself and my partner, I don't want just a wedding. I don't just want a nice wedding. I want a great marriage. Because you may have heard of people who look towards the wedding, the kid, whatever it may be, just the outside part of it that looks exciting. And then the actual part that requires work and isn't the part that we're showing off to the world may be disappointing because we're just so focused on the show of it all oh, I want a wedding. I want to wear a dress. Like, obviously I'm so excited to have a wedding. Don't take me wrong. I'm on Pinterest already, but (laughs) that's not all that it is. That's not the only thing I'm looking forward to. I'm looking forward to a life with my partner and with myself. New versions of myself that are continuing, continuing to bloom. And it was honestly a really beautiful moment of letting that version of myself go, saying goodbye to her, And never forgetting her, obviously, but realizing that life moves on, even with beautiful change, devastating change, whatever it may be, and that this is part of the journey. I'm here and I've actually made it to a moment that I've looked forward to ever since I was younger. It's interesting because I thought the same thing when I moved in with my partner. I went through that feeling of not feeling like I was in reality because I thought, wow, I'm actually here. I remember dreaming about this moment. I was thinking, wow, I can't wait to decorate my apartment for fall when I have my own place. And it's just, it's it's so interesting when you're in those moments that you had been looking forward to and dreaming about and thinking about, and it sometimes doesn't feel real. And so I was just letting myself sit in the moment, being present, and also being compassionate with myself because I know that that was my anxiety starting to 
convince myself that you're never going to be this happy again, or also telling me at some point, like, you don't deserve to be this happy. Even as strange as this sounds, I felt guilt for a bit thinking, should I be this happy? Like, I'm waiting for something bad to happen. I used to think that, like, if I'm really happy in this way, then something bad must be happening later. Like, it can't, it's too good to be true. And then I just let myself sit with it and think, no, this is just a great trip. Nothing bad has to happen. Bad things don't always have to happen in the same way that good things don't always happen either. But I'm so used to, you know, finding something bad to come with the good and vice versa. And I never saw myself as a pessimist or anything, but it's just my anxiety and guilt thinking, well, why do I feel so happy right now when there are other people in the world who aren't happy? I think it's important to be aware of your privilege and your situation and be compassionate and aware of what's going on in the world. But what would life be if we just sulk in being sad and thinking we could never be happy because there there will always be someone who's struggling. And that doesn't take away from, for example, my happiness that day. The same way that I may be struggling one day, I wouldn't want someone else to say, oh, you're struggling. I'm not going to be happy about this promotion I got or whatever it may be. Everyone's going through their own path. It doesn't disregard someone else's path or journey either. And just because I'm happy in this moment doesn't mean everything's perfect either. And I am really glad I'm recording this episode because I also think when we see online people post about certain moments like this, especially an engagement, for example, we think, oh, it's just, it's all rainbows and sunshine. And honestly, <laughs> to be very honest, it was, and that's okay too. It doesn't have to be bad. Um, but it was wonderful and exciting. And I was just so happy that it scared me. It scared me how happy I was feeling. And then I also think it's important to recognize that nothing is so black and white either. It's not always perfect. Reality hits too. And normal emotions come with it, like grieving the person you were before, feeling anxious about not being in that moment anymore, feeling overwhelmed about responding to people, something as simple as responding to people, which is obviously you would think is exciting and like you want to talk to other people, you want to talk to your loved ones and share. I also got overwhelmed thinking, okay, I have these kind messages I'm so thankful for that I'm going to respond to. And then thinking, oh, I'm going to be back in school working, doing all this stuff, and I'm not going to be in this wonderful moment ever again, which is not true because I will feel happiness and I will find happiness in other ways. That was a good reminder to myself that happiness is not just found through external moments, as great as obviously external moments can be, like like being with loved ones, traveling, all that. There's so much happiness I found in the little things too. As excited as I was to get engaged, I was also excited to come home and go to Trader Joe's with my partner and get fall stuff, to decorate for fall, to get creative, to meet my new classmates online. All of these things that are not big, huge life events, but they bring me joy as well. And so I've been learning to sit with all of my emotions and not feel guilty about it either. Because in the moment I thought, well, I should only feel this way. I should not feel anxious. I should not feel X, Y, and Z. I should be present. I should be present. I should be present. And that was stressing me out. I was thinking, I need to be present because I will never experience this again. And it's funny because that actually made me less present (laughs) because I was so 
worried about losing that moment that I was just thinking about the future, how I would look back and these would be pictures and memories one day. And I had to remind myself that there's no one way I should feel and that it's great that I'm feeling these beautiful, joyful emotions. And it's okay that I'm also feeling anxious and overwhelmed and grieving for my past self, thinking little did she know she would be here. I was grieving for the girl who was waiting for a text back from someone who did not care about her, like a random person before my partner, for example. Little did you know that person would lead you to the partner you have now. Those little moments, I was just like going through, imagine in a movie when you're going through like a montage, a flashback of all your life's moments (laughs) and you're like, this is how I made it here. And it was just overwhelming. It was a lot and it was beautiful and I let myself sit with it. I was really proud of myself for that because I am learning to sit with all of my emotions. And I think it would have been easy for me to say, just avoid these weird feelings you may be having because you should only be excited right now. Avoid the fact that you're feeling anxious about never feeling this again. Avoid the fact that you're going through these overwhelming emotions that come with change and transitions. I could have said that, I could have done that, but it would have affected me another way. And that would have been so unhealthy for myself. And that's something many people do and I probably would have done in the past, but I am letting myself surrender to my emotions and know that they are here for a reason. My emotions are telling me something. And even if they don't mean anything specific, they're here. I should let them go by like ships in the night passing by. I should let them just pass by. I should hold space for them. We talk about holding space for other people and their emotions, but how often do we struggle to hold space for ourselves? Do you think you know how to hold space for yourself without judgment, without shame? Or do you feel shame around how you feel? Do you set expectations? Because no one else other than yourself, no one externally, no person, no one in the media, no religion, no therapist even, no one can tell you how to feel. There's no one way you should feel. The only way you should feel is how you feel. (laughs) As simple as that. Even if you think this should be an exciting moment or this should be something that makes me really sad or this should, 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 there's no one way you should feel. There may be more appropriate reactions to certain situations, of course, but that's just a reaction to your emotion. And we're talking about just how you feel. So if you've been told to not cry, if you've been told to tough it up, then you may think you need to feel a certain way and you may feel shame around your normal, real emotions because you may think, well, what am I supposed to feel? I've been told I should feel happy when I graduate. I remember when I graduated from undergrad, I was very happy, but I was also terrified. I was like, I don't know what I'm doing. And I remember when I left my job in advertising, that wasn't what I wanted to do personally. I remember I had some people say, oh my gosh, are you terrified? What are you going to do? Or I'm so sorry. And I was actually so excited and happy because I realized this isn't what I want to do. And I learned that and I'm excited to figure out what I really do want to do. I wasn't grieving as much. I felt more freedom than anything thinking, okay, I don't have to be stuck in an industry that I don't connect with. And so this is just a reminder that people have different reactions to events and to moments in life, and there's no one way to feel. If you have a sibling, you may relate to this, that they may have a completely different memory or even a reaction to a specific time in your life than you do. 
They may have viewed your childhood differently or similarly, which is possible too, but it's very possible that you may have different experiences or even emotional reactions to moments in your life that you've both experienced together, for example. You may have seen one day you experienced in your childhood as the best day of your life, so exciting, and they may have seen it as traumatic or the worst day. That's kind of an extreme example, but of course, there's always those gray areas too. And so I give that example to remind you, to remind myself, to remind all of us that there's no one way we should feel. The more you should on yourself, I should feel this way, I should feel this way, you create inner conflict. You create more conflict in yourself and that is going to come out externally. That can affect your body. You can have physical reactions. You know, once again, I'm not a doctor. I'm explaining that this is my personal experience. I've had my most anxiety attacks and panic attacks when I felt conflicted between my thoughts, my emotions, my words, and my actions. I would maybe really feel a certain way and I would try to convince myself that I wasn't and my body would say no. I'm going to show you how you really feel. I'm going to wake you up because how you're feeling and what you're trying to tell yourself you're feeling, those two are not aligning and my body will tell me personally. And so I've realized I feel like I'm usually the most content when I've been able to acknowledge and accept and face my true emotions Even if I don't understand them, even if they are confusing, even if I can't pinpoint them, it's just creating that space to say, this is how I feel and to verbalize it. I've realized verbalizing it helps so much, especially with my anxiety. I'll say, I'm feeling anxious right now. And I'll tell my partner, I'll tell my fiance, I'll say, I am feeling anxious right now. And so he knows, for example, that it's not, it's not about him or that it's about me and what I'm going through. And then he's able to support me in that way because I make it clear because many of us are taught to avoid our emotions or to have a popsicle when we're sad or to go to go to a substance, do something to distract. We don't really learn how to sit with the discomfort. And so we'll do anything to avoid it or we'll try to tell ourselves that we should not feel that way. And then that may even make it worse. So I've been practicing really sitting with my emotions and being okay with not understanding what's to come when it comes to how I'm feeling. So I may have emotions that I reflect on and I think I have never really felt this way before or I've never felt this way in relation to this type of experience or event and it's very new to me. And I just sit with it and maybe I journal it or I just, you know, I talk to myself internally and then it passes with no shame, with no judgment, Because I tell myself now that there is no one way I should feel other than how I do. And that takes away the shame and the judgment. And trust me, it's not easy. It's not like I told myself that and now I'm always (laughs) very accepting of my emotions. I go through my ups and downs. I have moments of thinking, I shouldn't feel this way. Trust me, I do all the time, but I'm working on it. Whenever I do feel that shame, I try to combat that with the other voice in my head saying, sit with it. Be present. This is how you are feeling right now. It's not going away. And if you try to avoid it, it will show up in another way. It's here. It's telling you something. Sit with it. So I'm trying to work with that. Even if I don't understand it, even if it's not an emotion I expected, even if it's in the middle of something that you would think is so exciting and happy and all of a sudden a wave of grief hits, sadness hits, I try to understand it. And once again, that's not easy. It's a practice and it's hard work, but that's... You know, one area of growth I have been working on 
And I just want to remind you all that there's no one way you should feel. And I hope this episode has been helpful in reminding you that. And once again, this show is never a replacement for therapy. It's not a replacement for therapy. I'm still in school. I'm not professional yet, but I'm just human going through this experience myself, sharing what I've learned. And if you would like to do a practice that has helped me, just a simple practice, the first thing I would do when something comes up that you're not used to and you're feeling a way that you don't understand or you're starting to feel shame, the first thing I would do as a step to move forward in this is verbalizing how you feel, whether that's on paper or out loud or even in your head, but verbalizing how you feel. But I would recommend on paper or out loud saying, I am feeling anxious. I am feeling sad. I am feeling overwhelmed. I am feeling frustrated. I am feeling confused. I'm feeling conflicted. I definitely recommend writing it out because when you see it on paper, it almost takes the power away, takes it out of you. And you're like, okay, that's what that is. I've acknowledged it. And sometimes just acknowledging the emotion is enough for it to then pass. Because once you start saying, I don't feel this way, I don't feel it this way, you push it down, it's eventually going to come out. I definitely recommend that. Just literally verbalizing it or writing it down, it helps so much. It's helped me so much, at least. And maybe you have another way. Maybe you're working with a professional who has helped you with this, but that's what I've learned because I used to feel so much shame around how I was feeling sometimes, and I'm trying to work on letting that go. So if you can relate and resonate with this topic and what I've discussed, please feel free to let me know because I'm sure it's very common We're not all taught to be super comfortable with our emotions. And if you have been taught that, that's wonderful too. But as someone who hopes to be a mother one day, I am learning to be comfortable with my emotions so that I can then teach my kids to do the same. And then the more comfortable I am with my uncomfortable emotions, I have learned to be a better friend, partner, lover, support to others because I'm not thinking, okay, how can I make this person feel better? Now I sit with it and I think, okay, they're going through something. It's not my job to make them avoid the emotion. If anything, that would be showing them that they shouldn't feel that way. And I want my loved ones to know that around me as well, it's a safe space and they can feel the way they do and there's no one way to feel. So that being said, I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you have been listening and want to support the show by leaving a rating and review, you can do so on Apple iTunes, Apple Podcasts. And it really, really helps. I really appreciate it and thank you in advance because that's a big way that other listeners can find the show. So thank you if you choose to do so. And you can also follow me on Instagram and TikTok at Trust and Thrive. And I always include this info in the show notes of the episode. And lastly, I just want to thank you for being here, for listening this far, for being open to growth and evolving and remembering that you're not alone. So that being said, I'm wishing you all a wonderful rest of your week. I hope you are enjoying the start to your fall. We have a lot of really informative, vulnerable episodes to come. I'm so eager to share. They're coming up. So make sure to subscribe and stay tuned. And I will catch you all next Thrive Thursday. Thursday.